I mean, first of all, it's just a great album that is kind of, I think it's flown under the radar. I, I, I really do. Um, from the first time I heard it, I loved it. And I, you remember back in the days when we had records and, um, you know, you look at the first five songs on that CD and it kind of makes like a perfect side. You know, there's, there's not a bad note in that whole side. His, uh, his vocal, I thought, was, um, was really strong um, up at that point. The playing was great. You know, he plays almost all the guitars in it. So if you're a fan of John Hyatt, the guitarist, you can really hear what he sounds like. Just the, the variety. It's an easy CD to listen to because there's so much variety to the album, you know, um, that um, it's something that I would play over and over again and then hear different things all the time, too. Welcome to John Hyamont, where we get off the Bruce Springsteen train and we get in the back of a pickup truck and head to Hyatt Town. We will be talking all about John Hyatt, the singer-songwriter from Indiana, who is better known as a songwriter than he is a performer. But we are about to change your mind, and hopefully, if you are a longtime fan of John's music or a newbie, Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Set Less Than Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, but as again, since it is John Hyatt Month, we are getting off the Bruce Springsteen train, and we are, you know, we're, we're warming up tonight. That's right. You know, it's cold out there. And today we are warming out. Uh, you know, I've been saying we've been in the back of a pickup truck. Uh, but tonight I have a new friend, John Fox, and he picked a classic John Hyatt album that we're going to get to in a minute. But in the meantime, John, welcome so much for joining me. Yeah, Jesse, thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Yeah. So tell us a little about yourself. Well, um, I've always loved uh, singer-songwriters. Um, that's been my lore, and that's one of the reasons um, I'm such a fan of John Hyatt. Um, so the, I've loved music since an early age, and it's always been part of my life. And um, when I first heard John Hyatt, I knew he was someone I, I had to get into. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so where are you from? Okay, I'm from uh, Sacramento, California. Uh, very nice. And, yeah, 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 and uh, lived here practically my whole life, mm -hmm. and um, so if you ever get out west. All right, there we go. <laughs> so let's start out with, before we get, and we are going to be talking about warming up to the Ice Age tonight. Mm -hmm. That was John Hyatt's seventh album, released in 1985, but before we specifically get into that, Talk to me. Give me a little bit of your Hyatt origin story. Talk about okay. how you first discovered the guy. And if you can articulate what about his music spoke to you. Okay. Um, so I had read about uh, Bring the Family. Um, I, I was aware of all three of his uh, cohorts, right? Cooter, Nick Lowe, and Jim Keltner. I knew all of them. 
but I didn't know John Hyatt. And I read these glowing reviews. Um, I didn't bother to get the album, but then when Slow Turning came out, Slow Turn, the song Slow Turning was getting play on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I was a huge Rolling Stones fan. And in particular, Charlie Watts. Uh, yes. I, uh, I, I play a little drums myself. Okay. So, um, I've always loved Charlie Watts and, uh, you know, putting on a Stones album and some headphones and jamming away. And um, so when he said he's banging like Charlie Watts, I knew I had to know who this guy is. Plus, it was such a great song. So um, I think the end of it, I just wanted to see Charlie Watts's name in the liner notes, you know? Sure. <laughs> yeah. But but then I played that album and I was completely blown away. Uh, waiting for a bad song. I never heard one. Waiting for a bad note. I never heard one. It so slow turning just really uh, cemented me as a John Hyatt fan. Okay. Uh, you had mentioned you've uh, you've been a fan of other singer songwriters. Uh, like, is there a specific uh, other artists that you enjoyed um, listening to that you know that that are also in your real house? Yeah, well, um, Bob Dylan is probably my favorite of all time. You know, I sure. have to put him over uh, Bruce and John, but um, I, I've uh, always big influence on his music. Um, yeah. Uh, Bernie Taupin is also one of my favorite uh, lyricists. Um, Him and uh, Robert Hunter from The Grateful Dead. um, I've always enjoyed their music. Um, So, um, and of course, uh, The Beatles and The Mm -hmm. Stones, Pink Floyd, The Who. So kind of the classic rockers of the 60s and 70s. All all of those had uh, great lyricists. And I was... uh, you know, and I think being, uh, I was raised Catholic and raised up on the Bible. And so when I heard song, you know, um, song lyrics that meant something, it kind of, kind of reminded me of passages and all that. So yeah, it's been deep in my bones. Yeah. I was going to ask you, you know, what kind of music did your family listen to when you were younger? Um, my dad, they had on the older, like I remember Sinatra. I remember Tony Bennett. Um, I remember my dad played this uh, album, Earl Gardner, uh, By the Sea. Uh, I'm probably mm-hmm. butchering the title. Okay. Um, but um, so, you know, the uh, and sometimes the show tunes um, like, uh, what's the one? Um, like My Fair Lady and um, okay. the Sound of Music. So stuff like that. And you know, you listen to Sound of Music, those lyrics are incredible. Yeah. You, know? um, you look at like uh, um, one um, Over the Rainbow. You yeah. Know? Uh, that's an amazing lyric. It really you is, really, isn't it? Really. look, And so I think just I was always, you know, um, pushed towards that, towards the more lyrics that meant something. All right. Yeah. So have uh, I always like to preface this question. John, with the amount of times you've seen an artist perform live, I think is a bad barometer of how big of a fan you are. I think there are people that have seen, uh, you know, musicians, you know, dozens of times that are casual fans. And then I have people that are absolutely passionate fans. 
and have never had a chance to see him see an artist so uh for the record have you been able to see john perform live and if so do you count oh yeah i do and uh, i wish i did it, it would probably be around 10 to eight to ten times i would okay. say you know he's been, both been with a band and with by himself yeah and he's just great either way you know yeah. it, it, it's the past two times we've seen him it was acoustic shows um and they're really good we have tickets coming up in september he's going to come to dallas for house of blues and it will be you know with this current tour so i'm kind of looking forward to that i think it'll be good to see him with a band again yeah oh i bet yeah. i bet uh-huh. yeah i uh, yeah i saw him with jerry douglas okay and, and that was really good yeah really, that, that yeah. sounds great yeah. all right so Warming up to the Ice Age, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to pull the curtain back a little bit, listeners, what I did is two or three months ago, I started getting this thought about I want to do a John Hyatt month. I want to I want to do, you know, I love talking Bruce. I love talking to Bruce fans. But, you know, every once in a while you want to do a little change up. You know, you want to go to Memphis in the meantime, pardon the pun. So I, I, I said, what's a good excuse? And then when I saw that John's birthday was in August, I went, oh, OK, that's perfect. So um, so I've reached out to different, you know, social media platforms and uh, and I kind of put together a Google Doc and I said, here's all his albums. You know, here's a slot for you to sign up. We can have up to two people per album, you know, pick. And you just were telling me when you saw no one had picked warming up to the ice age, you went sold. So talk to me a little bit, John, why you wanted to talk this album. To me, it's, uh, I mean, first of all, it's just a great album that is kind of, I think it's flown under the radar. I, I, I really do. Um, from the first time I heard it, I loved it. And I, you remember back in the days when we had records and, um, you know, you look at the first five songs on that CD and it kind of makes like a perfect side. You know, there's, there's not a bad note in that whole side. Um, his, uh, his vocal, I thought, was, um, was really strong um, up at that point. The playing was great. You know, he plays almost all the guitars in it. So if you're a fan of John Hyatt, the guitarist, you can really hear what he sounds like. Just the, the variety. It's an easy CD to listen to because there's so much variety to the album, you know, um, that um, it's something that I would play over and over again and then hear different things all the time, too. So as I mentioned, a, a few basic facts before we get into it. This was his seventh album. It was the last album on Geffen Records. They dropped him as the album failed to chart. Um, little trivia. Uh, this was the last Hyatt Studio album to miss the Billboard 200. Um, you know, this is the album. And then the next one is Bring the Family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this was, you know, um, I guess if we're going... This is like his uh, greetings or, you know, or incident, right? It is uh, before you hit the big one. Um, and and it, he has said he's been on the record that he was still uh, drinking and doing drugs at the time. And he had mm. not embraced some variety. 
and he said that um he felt like it showed up on the album um and uh lily hyatt a very talented musician in her own right was born in 84 and that's kind of that and his um wife committing suicide kind of prompted him to you know find his uh his sobriety and uh you haven't got to hear this yet because it's a timey-wimey thing but uh you know i had betsy hodges on and talking about you know her sobriety and how hyatt has meant a lot to her so um you know uh, this was the follow-up to riding with the king which is one of my favorite albums I, i think that is one that is um another one that's kind of lost through the ages uh mm-hmm. that really he did some fun things with that album um so um talk to me a little bit when did you discover warming up to the ice age let's kind of give me a little more of your background on that um let's see it had to be after um slow turning was my first one um and then stolen moments was next and i think after stolen moments i just started collecting okay all of them so it was probably right around stolen moments okay i discovered um the ice age and another reason was because you know bob dylan had a famous cover of a song on the ice age um yes the, the usual and so when dylan put that out I think that's when I went out and bought the album. So maybe the pre-stolen moments. I think Hearts of Fire, was that around 88 or? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So probably, and I got, I remember, uh, you know, getting the soundtrack and then Mm -hmm. going from there. So maybe even earlier than Stolen Moments. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, um, So uh, that's cool. Were you a little surprised, John, because you had heard, you know, you know, bring the family kind Mm -hmm. of broke them. He kind of discovered a formula that kind of worked for him. And he did that, you know, for three or four albums. Um, Was it a little different for you when you heard this, you went, Oh my goodness, this isn't what I was expecting. Mm. Yeah, no, not really. Because I honestly, I'm a person who really likes diversity in the music. Okay, good. I, um, I could hear his, uh, his voice loud and clear. Okay. Style too. Um, and we can get into that later. But okay. um, but but no, I think um right away. And I like and I'm a rock and roller, so um okay. I, I, I kind of like kind of the harder or the some of the rocking songs. All right. So it was uh it was a no, yeah, not at all. It was a pleasant surprise. All uh, right, good. So um how do you want to do this? Uh do you want to go track by track? Do you want to talk sure. about favorite tracks? You want to talk about least favorite tracks? You tell me. You're driving the bus well, this time. I don't know. I mean, I think the album's so good. We should go track to track. If all you, right. Do we have That's, time for that? Yes, we do. Beautiful. We do. Yeah. All right. So the uh, it opens up with the usual. You've already talked about that, that Bob Dylan did a cover. Uh, listeners, if you have not done that, Google Bob Dylan, the usual. Um, great cover. Um, I think this starts the album off strong. Tell me mm-hmm. your thoughts. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it's really strong. I mean, it's, he has his hard, it's a hard driving rhythm guitar and, um, and it's a real funky beat in there. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's a, a great introduction because, you know, it shows kind of his humor too, you know, yeah. 
losing his girlfriend to the DJ, stepping over drunks and stuff like that. So uh, it's it's the full John Hyatt, typical John Hyatt, great song. Good. Yeah, I do too. I think it's really strong. I think lyrically it's good. Um, it 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 is a it's just a great way to kind of start the album. It says, Hey, we're going on a trip. Let's do it. And I think that's one of the things as I've been, we've been discussing this with different co-hosts is um, John usually does a pretty good job at getting that opening track to kind Mm -hmm. of set the mood for the album and to do that. Yeah. So uh, then we move to the crush. So thoughts on that. Okay. This is a, he, he kind of has like a, a Philadelphia soul sound to it. Yes. And you hear that throughout the album. You know, you know, there's actually a cover of a Philadelphia soul song on the album. Yes. But, um, but it is that that's what I'm talking about is his diversity. Yeah. So going from this one rocking song, you know, to this soul song. And, um, you know, it has the Bobby King and Willie Green Jr., the background singers. And yes, you know, they, they played with Wright uh, Cooter for a number of years. And um, I actually saw them um, with Wright Cooter one year and in 87. Oh, nice. And they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and and there's a and, and he all, and Hyatt does a really nice uh, guitar solo in there. Like we said, after this album, he kind of leaned on other lead guitarists yeah andrew rykuter and so on yeah um this is really kind of i don't know to me where you know his last great guitar album where he handled almost all the guitar oh that's a good point i hadn't thought about that yeah yeah okay nice yeah i like this one too uh you know i i made some notes that you know the horns bluesy feel you Mm -hmm. know very much that you know, stacks that Memphis, you know, that I was uh, a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic, my wife and I did like a long weekend in Memphis. You know, we, we, and, but yes, we made jokes for going to Memphis in the meantime, <laughs> as we were driving there, That's but uh, you know, we did, you know, we had done Graceland years before, so we didn't do that again, but we had never done sun records and mm-hmm. we did the stack museum and people had said how good it was. And it was amazing. To think really? about all that music that had come from there, uh, yeah. So that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, I really do that. Um, then we come to when we ran. Uh, my so, favorite on the album. Yes. Down. Yeah. I. I yeah. It is one of my favorite John Hyatt songs. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I could say that too. Yeah. yeah. It, share me a little bit why. Um, well, lyrically. It is so good. Um, he's so clever on the lyrics, you know. Um, besides the button, buttons on our dress, what else did we leave undone? Or the buttons on our shirts, yes. what else did we leave undone? That's, <laughs> that's a hilarious line. And the way he describes it, you know, it's to me it's either a one-night stand, a hot fling, or, you know, or maybe some uh, a strain on a marriage. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, they can, you know, it's, it's, they can't keep it together. And it, it kind of leaves it up to the listener. I mean, I think a hundred people can listen to this song and come up with a hundred different conclusions if they had to write a story on what that song meant. It's uh, it, it can go so many different ways to me. 
Yeah, um, I pulled the lyric. Maybe I was trying to tell you I've never known a love so strong. Maybe in the shadows of the night, we just couldn't tell right from wrong. Maybe it's a real life story, living with sad regrets. Maybe it's just sweet dream, baby, something that I can't forget when we ran. And and I just love the ambiguity, easy for me to say, the the unsettledness of, uh, you know, is this, did he, did he screw up a good thing? Was this something that they were just bad for each other? Um, and, and it, it is, there is, there is a beauty and it's kind of almost, you know, we, we all talk about how much we love through your hands. Right. And this yeah. is almost another side of when we ran, when I screwed it up and let it go. Right. So, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. They, um, yeah. And, um, there, there's, like I said, there's so much to that song. And if you yeah. listen to it, the, the piano, um, playing it, it, it kind of the song kind of reminds you of what's coming next on bring the family where it's the guitar piano bass and drums and the piano yeah. is really anchoring the whole song you know yeah. it really is and then he's throwing in these leads and um you know but but yeah uh and the funny thing is you know there's so much regret in that song but there's also like you get the feeling like he would do it all over again yeah, that it was such a passionate time together, all short and sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, but yeah, but for whatever reason, they couldn't they couldn't make it happen. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you you talked about slow turning and that feels like rain. Mm-hmm. This is almost you could say a sequel or a different side, you know, um, when we talked about um, that album, you know, uh, we mentioned that when Hyatt was on Treme, you know, he played Feel Like Rain. And uh, one of the characters on Treme says, wow, I can't believe he captured this feeling of Katrina. And they're like, he wrote that years before Katrina. And that's the beauty of a great song is you take that the song and the meanings and it it pulls something different to you each person yeah there it's yeah. timeless it know? really is yeah okay. uh yeah i i agree when we ran is just yeah absolutely beautiful um have so, you heard Linda ronstadt's version yes yes uh-huh, yeah uh, yeah uh that's a beautiful cover um yeah you know and you know that is one of the things that um john is in a lot of ways a musician songwriter right like there are mm-hmm. so many people that embrace his like the integrated jerk band did the rest of the rest of the dream and you know there's others obviously yeah. you know uh roseanne cash and bonnie Raitt have done that but yes when uh when linda did that it's absolutely beautiful Yes. She's All right. Moving on. She said the same things to me. Talk <laughs> to me about this one. Oh, my God. See that John Hyde is very tongue in cheek and a yes. lot of his lyrics and he's yeah. funny. And this is this to me is, is just a hilarious. Yeah. You know, like um, carries on a conversation uh, like it's uh, calling her children like she's calling her children in something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who, who said, who says that, you know, but you can so picture that so well, 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, you, you know, that person, right. You know, you, you, I think it's just such a clear, clear story on that. And, um, and like I said, his tongue in cheek humor is all, um, over this song. Yeah. You know? Um, so, um, let's see, um, you know, and again, um, it's another kind of Motowny type yeah. song, you know, so another soulful song. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go off the path with you. Okay. As I was listening to this, I started thinking of the song here today from Pet Sounds. And the lyrics is right now you think she's perfection. This time is really an exception. You know, I hate to be a downer. I'm the guy she left before her founder. Well, I'm not saying you won't have a good love with her, but I keep on remembering the things like she said that were, she made me feel so bad. She made my heart feel sad. She made days go wrong. She made my night so long. You got to keep in mind love is here today and it's gone tomorrow. And wow. I went, right. And then once she gets you know once you get her out the door man she wants you to take her home you mm -hmm. thought you were mr cool man mm -hmm. this chick has got a heart of stone before you need a cold shower take a tip friend if you please the wrap she's laying on you is just a bogus strip tease well i'm here to tell your brother she said the same things to me yeah yeah i, I it just today i never connected the two songs before but wow. listening to it today i went two different versions both great musicians mm -hmm. of this right hey look she and and you know this person be it female male gender neutral they're gonna break your heart i'm just telling mm -hmm. you right now I'm, right. I'm i know you're thinking everything's great you mm -hmm. know but she used to say the same things to me i yeah. really love this song yeah yeah i yeah i really do too it's a great yeah. Like I said, he's the humor and, and how he says it. No one, yeah. no one can write songs like John Hyatt. They, they, they got a personal stamp of all their own. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, she, you know, um, the other connection to him, um, and I've talked about this with other people, is um, like Buffalo River Home is filled mm. with lyrics and so many imagery. Yeah similar to like blinded by the light or growing up springsteen's early work right where they're just really you know uh what did dylan say he says you're gonna run out of words man if you mm -hmm. know to a young springsteen rolling <laughs> out that yeah uh so really good um so the most probably the most casual fan uh living a little laughing a little would be the most well-known song on the album wouldn't yeah. you think Yes, yeah. I would think so. Yeah, because it was a hit earlier when yeah. it was on the radio. So yeah, the spinners had a hit on it. Mm -hmm. And then um, and so and I love it. It's a great song, but what I mostly love about it is that Elvis Costello sings it with him. Mm -hmm. And there is this um a lot of internal humor about how much John reminds people of Costello. Yes. And and I don't know if you saw on the Facebook, but uh, Sylvan posted a great video where um, they go to John. No, no, no. 
where's Elvis? We paid you an Elvis cut. We paid for a duet. And he says, don't worry. And he gets a pair of glasses and John sings. And then he turns and puts on the glasses and then does an Elvis Costello impersonation. Then he takes off the glasses and sing it. It is so oh funny. God. Wow. Yes. I yeah, will have to send you the link to that. I um, that. Yeah. I, I think yeah. their voice works well together. Um, living a little, laughing a little, just a really, fun pops soul song but as you said this really does have that kind of memphis blues um not you know like in a lot of cases bring the family could almost it's not quite americana because that wasn't a genre back then but it has a little bit of that feel right Right. this is pure you know fun rock and roll blues it really is. It really yeah. is. And what surprised me is how I really have to listen close to see who's John and who's Elvis. You know, they're they do really sound similar. They really and, do, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, like, and so all those maybe all those people comparing them have a little something going there. Yeah, they do. I, I think so. And I do. Um, I think that it is uh, their voices work well together. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think this is uh, another one that I definitely like hearing his, their version of it. Uh, yeah. It. Yeah. All right. So we move on to Zero House. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on this one. You know, it's probably I like it because it's a rock and song and I love the organ in it, too. Yeah, it's really good. Um, lyrically, it doesn't doesn't do a lot for me. So, um you know, if I had to pick a word that my unfavorite, and I yeah. hate to do that, um, it'll probably be that. It'll probably be Zero House because lyrically, it's just kind of like a normal, like a regular rock and roll song. I mean, what do you think? No, I actually have the same feelings. It was, it was the one I went. Oh, I don't remember this one, mm-hmm. and you know, and I was listening. I went, oh, let me play it again, and I had no contextual memory of this like the moment i started you know because i had not pulled out this cd in a while Mm -hmm. and you know i immediately you know i remember you're like when i started hearing the usual i went oh yeah it's this one and Uh then the crush and when we ran you know and um and then she said the same thing to me and living a little but then i got to zero house i go but is this so I'm looking at Spotify like, oh, was this an inserted track? You know, and it just, it just, it, you know, just one of them that I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of feeling about too. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of something off of all of a sudden, you know, yeah. in that, in that time period and all that. But yeah, like I said, it's, 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 it's rocking and that's a nice organ. So it's not a total wash, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, so, um, Next, we go up to the title track. Mm-hmm. So, thoughts on it? Oh, again, another one that really shows his sense of humor and yeah. his absolute lyric writing. It's so tongue in cheek, you know. And again, this one's really uh, uh, it's funky. It's rocking, but it's yeah. funky as well, you know. And um, so, um, it's uh, you know, warm up to the ice age. It, so again, like like the, she said the same thing to me. You know, you're you can really picture this person, and it could be a thousand people you 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 know, each having these different traits. You know, um, 
again, another one that only could be written, you know, by John Hyatt, but his lyrics on here, it, it, it's, it, yeah. it's really, really good. We get a stocking line and he loves to use stockings in his songs. Yeah. Um, and it does kind of send the age, right? That, you know, um, you, depending on how you want to read, interpret the lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she can melt the modern world, but she's just a modern girl. I think she's warming up to the ice age. You know, I'm starting to wear her down. She's starting to possibly, you know, maybe there's a little something here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I, I yeah. like this one, and I like the his voice in this one. Yeah, uh, it is. It uh, he, he really, um, you know, um, Bruce once said um, that he had, would never think about doing a album of standards or doing something because he says i don't have a good enough voice to to you know my songwriting is where it is and you know and a lot of us springsteen fans would disagree but i i think i think john's voice is one of his true uniqueness that that gruffiness that that you know the way he uses his his voice as an instrument really works well i also think one of the good things that john has um my wife will often say that um bruce doesn't have good enough diction (laughs) you know you know right sometimes yeah and 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 while john does seem that pretty l you know it, it he's very good at kind of painting that mental story and picturing that thing. So he's good. Yeah. I, I really like him. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, I'm a real man, which real man. not to be confused with the Springsteen real man. Right. Um, yeah. This was a fun one. Wasn't it? It's, yeah. And this I love the line. One. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I love the line, turn off that elevator music in your computer program, come and ride with the real man. Because uh, I'm, I'm the same way. I don't like synthesizers. I don't like drum machines. And yeah. give me a piano, organ, drum set. And, you know, I like real instruments. And it's kind of like talking about in that time period how real, you know, the computer was taking over the recording studio. Yes. You know, and... Yeah. And he's he's ripping you know ripping back on that. I I I, I love that line in particular. You know, you know, and another thing going for him right is once again his sense of humor. Every dollar I earn, girl, I let it all burn. And if yes. I wind up in jail, where well, there's one of two thousand seven hundred and sixty-two women that I know who gladly pay my bail, and it just this there is sense of. This cockiness in the song as he's singing, yeah. it's just re- like definitely tongue in cheek on this one. Oh, oh completely, yeah. completely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, just, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another one, and again, that's what his his humor is so yeah, so good. But also, I remember this was on a uh, on a film. Um, do you remember the film uh, where Rob Lowe was like a hockey player? Yes. What was the name of that? Uh, um when I, I, yeah uh, i'm gonna have to look this up because yeah. wasn't swayze in it too 
I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, one of actually one of my uh, friends' dads was in it too, and he was an actual hockey player. Young uh, blood. Yeah. I just yeah. did the search. Oh, young blood. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, and that, and I'm watching it with my friend, and hey, my dad's on this, and a real man comes up, and I go, holy, you know, because I couldn't yeah. believe, you know, I, I think it's just. By, by this time in 86, he must have had a reputation as a great song man. So, the, yes. the, you know, they're going to look to him for songs and movies and stuff like that. So and and I remember watching the movie being happy, like I recognized the song and I recognized John's voice and going, oh, you know, because, you know, John is still not very mainstream, right? but yeah. uh, he is, though, um, a little better known now. But at the time, no one knew who he was. Right. And so, yeah, right. that was very cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 Um, good. Um, all right. Number one, Honest Game. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, I like the uh, it's kind of, a again, funky, but oh, a reggae, a definite reggae feel to it yeah um which kind of you know makes the album you know it you know breaks the album up i really like you know how he can go from rock to ballads to soul to uh to reggae you know yeah and um you know it's and they they had he's got the background singers which kind of sounds like bob marley's background singers yes and um and so he really um, does a great job. Um, have we talked about the band that's playing on this? Please, let's go for it. Oh, no, we man. haven't. Let's do so, it. He was lucky. Uh, Norman Putman was the producer, and this guy was with everyone. He was a he was a bass player. He started out bass player at uh, Muscle Shoals, and he produced some the some of the biggest names in the business. Um, and Larry Loudon played on one of. He was in the. The drum, he was the drummer, and uh, he initially started out in Motown. Um, he replaced Benny Benjamin, and then he went to Nashville, and Chet Atkins said he was probably the greatest drummer ever. I mean, so you oh, hear that. Nice. So, you know, he's got this incredible band and producer, you know, with him, and I basically think that's kind of why the album sounded so good, was he had some great backup. And uh, Larry Loudon's drums on this was uh, was really really good and spot on. Um, so it and you know they kind of were the whole uh, the whole album uh, the, the whole band was excellent on it backing him up. So yeah, I think so. I, I you know I I know that um, really strong band um, that you know, I do agree that they, you know, really, it's a good sound mm -hmm. uh, that I really like, love that. Um, okay, good, good. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see, uh, any other thoughts on number one honest game? Let's see. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. And our last one, I got a gun. Oh, he is pissed off, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, he is very mad. Yeah. And, you know, he mentions uh, domestic violence a few times. You yes. know, like on She Loves the Jerk. Um, yeah. 
you know, um, the run runaway um, off of, I think it's off a little head or something. And then this one for sure. Um, yeah. And I wonder, because I know he was estranged from his, uh, you know, first wife, his second wife, I guess at the time, Lily's mother. And I know that, you know, one of the things that makes John so relatable is he talks about his own life, seven little Indians, right? His older brother dying, his father abandoning them, you know? Uh, so there is a lot of connections to them. So you wonder if there was either a tinge of that when he was going over or, or you know, other things maybe happening, right? Yeah, you, well, yeah, you don't, you don't know, but they probably yeah. had to witness it or something for the way that it's, it's thrown in there. You yeah, know, on, on quite a few, and there are more too. I just can't think of them right now. But yeah. um, this one, it's 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 right out front, and he's he's going yeah. after the guy. You know, yeah. Now, now, does he yeah. actually say she's such a fragile thing like pigeon bones? Is that does he say pigeon bones on that? I, you know, I do not know. I would have that's, to look up the lyrics. That's, yeah, because yeah. that's what it sounds like to me, and I. I've never heard any fragility and pigeon bones being put together. I, I, I haven't either. Yeah, yeah that's could, crazy. Could, yeah. could be wrong on that, but I've, that's that's how I've always heard it. Yeah, um, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Cool. And then some great rocking guitar, too. That's, and he's he he shows his anger on that, on that guitar. It's really, it that guitar is pissed off as well. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, any final thoughts on uh, the album you want to uh, bring up? Let's see. Well, we kind of talked. You know, it was the precursor to um, Bring the Family, which really yeah. just broke, broke him kind of wide open. Um, and I, I just, I, I, and I see that. I think this album, um, well, actually in his whole career, every album to me just got better and better. Yes. And, um, you know, we talked about writing with the King real quick. Uh, yeah. Side one or side two? Uh, I, boy, that's, uh, the love that arms harms mm. is my favorite. I just, uh, uh, yeah, I yeah. love that. Uh, just the, the, I love that tone, that song. Mm -hmm. Ugh, boy, that's a tough one. My wife loves, she loves the jerk. Uh -huh. um, yeah. yeah. Um, because um, she had a really good friend um, that did not have the best husband, <laughs> you know, not, not to be, you know, overly. And so um, she always thinks of that when that, boy, that's a good question. Um I think I would go side two because I love you may already be a winner. Mm -hmm. Love that harms. Uh, that's pretty good. Those same lovers too. Yeah. Girl on a string. Say it with flowers. Um, I don't even try. It's awful pretty good. Yeah. That, yeah. On side two. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mine, mine too. So I've always kind of thought that the second side of right and that just, and then um, was, you know, that the, the precursor to warming up the ice age is a precursor to the great albums ahead absolutely you know, you know and really i think like a lot of artists right you 
you build on that. You try, you know, this works, this doesn't work. And I do think it's key that, um, you know, the idea of his sobriety, um, he's very open in interviews that um, alcohol and drugs saved his life till they didn't, you know? Uh, it helped him to lose weight. It helped him to get past the shyness and then it quit working for him and he had to make the change. So uh, yeah. I think that's, that's, you know, very interesting. And I, I do love how real he is and how much he shares. So uh, yeah, I, I just, this is, um, I, I really think in a lot of ways, you know, he's showing there is the, there is the potential. We've always enjoyed this, um, you know, and we and we fans really like it. But I do think it's kind of setting things up that um, he's about to take another leap forward. And mm-hmm. now, then we know because Bring the Family does make that left. So yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So um, how would you rate it? Scale one to ten. Oh, um, eight, eight, eight point five, something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a tough grader, so uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think so too. I think I'd give it eight and a half hearts of stone, uh, out of ten. I think it, you know, I think there's a lot of good uh gems in there. There certainly mm-hmm. are. Um, if I was building a mixtape or my own personal Hyatt kind of you know, I would, there would definitely be songs in this I would pull. So very oh. cool. Yeah. Yes, yes. So um, any final thoughts before uh, we skip uh, and we get back on the Bruce train for a minute? Let's see. Um, no, um, just want to clarify the writing with the King to the audience that the first side was produced by some one person and the second side, another, and it's two different bands. So they're two sounding. So in case anyone doesn't uh, not familiar with the album. Ah, very, very that, that's that was the question. Good reminder, okay. yes. Yeah. And uh we I don't know. We we may have to have you come back and we'll do this same thing for riding with the king. That'd be great. So yeah, that would be fun. All right. Okay. All right. So um if you are a John Hyatt fan mm-hmm. or if you're one of John's buddies and family members listening to this, um I end every podcast with what I call the Mary question. Uh, Let me give you a little background. Jay Armstrong, who is a recently retired honors English teacher, but when he was teaching every year, his honors English class, he would take two days and they would break apart the song Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. They would look at all the lyrics. They would talk about the themes. They would compare it to other poems like uh, from Robert Frost. And then at the end of the two days, he would ask his class, does Mary get in the car? So John, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? No. Okay. That. <laughs> Please do. So there is, um, if you look straight at the the song, to me at least, there's no uh, no evidence that she got on the car in the car. So if this was going to trial, I couldn't see the evidence. Okay, now, I, I love that. After the song ended, did she? You know, what's Mary like? You know, is is she kind of a free spirited? Um, you know, confident woman. If 
you know, who's ready to, not afraid to take a chance, she definitely gets in the car that way. Okay. Um, you know, and who could, uh, you know, who could resist those lines? You know? Yeah. Um, you know, but is she shy? Um, is she looking for stability? Um, you know, and more than a wild unknown rocker can offer her. Um, if she is, if that's Mary, I say definitely not. Okay. You know, it, it, I, I'd say it ended at, at his dreams. Okay. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Good. You. Yeah. Um, about 60% say she gets in the car okay. and about 40% say she does it. Right. So, you. yeah. So there you go. You did good. Oh, um, all right. So are you, um, uh, are you on social media at all? Um, on Facebook. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much. Uh, we will do this again. Like I said, I, I, we, I, I may just have you on what will, we'll, it won't be John Hyatt month, but we'll just, we'll just break out and, and we'll, we'll bring out the motorcycle. And we'll do riding with the King. That sounds awesome. I'd love that. That sounds good. All thank right. You, Jesse. No, thank you. Listener, go talk to your family doctor, get vaccinated, get boosted. Um, and let's all be kind to each other because that's how we're going to get through this. Thank you, John. Thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. You can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. You're the one who found us. You saw yeah. it on that that John Hype Facebook page that um you put like the call out to everybody, I believe. Yes. Yeah, and so I'm like, look at this. You gotta go on this. <laughs> well, I am so glad you did. Thank you so much. I promise yeah. not to keep him too long.
Yeah. No. All right. <laughs> fine. He could talk all night with you. I'm sure you could talk all night with him. Yeah. He's literally the encyclopedia. Well, just not of John Hyatt, but like all music. It's uh, you ridiculous. Know, I, I'm learning. I'm hoping to learn a lot from you, Jesse, about so, John Hyatt. One of my favorite stories is I actually was talking this past weekend or maybe the weekend before with Michael Elliott, you know, the guy who wrote the John Hyatt book. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah. Um, so he was on again and we were talking perfectly good guitar. And at the very end, his wife stick her head in and she goes, he has a list of chores this long, but he yeah. said, Oh no, I have to do this interview. <laughs> and I mm -hmm. said, I'm so sorry. She goes, no, it makes him happy. Now then I can, now that I can go and we can go run our errands, but uh, so yeah. Oh, so, that's great! Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's important stuff, you know. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. Music is life, and life is music. Period. End of it is absolutely. Thank you, Jill. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, John, nice to meet you. Yeah, Jesse, great to meet you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Great pick. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I, I oh, was listening to Warming Up to the Ice Age all day. Were you? Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, it's been in my career uh, for a while, uh, you know, good. last three or four days. And just, I'm so glad I did because I just appreciate it even more now that I'm really listening yeah, to. I think we're going to get into that, but I felt the same way, you know. Um, and, but, you know, I tend to stolen moments and, you know, this later stuff and you forget and then you bring in this classic and you're like oh my goodness this it, was so good wasn't it i know i know and it's yeah. you know yeah obviously the next album broke them out but yeah. this was definitely the precursor and so absolutely I've always loved this i was excited when it wasn't picked yet it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.